read that passage many times and I still haven't found in there that when you scatter the seed, you're also to apply miracle grow so that it will grow quicker. It's not in there. We scatter the seed. The power is in the seed, which is the word of God. The reading given here in Mark as well as in Luke reminds us of the task that is ours and the task that is God's. And sadly, the task that is Satan's. In the reading, as you can note that Satan is very effective in what he does. That he can take the seed before it is able to germinate in the heart and to remove it so that it bears no fruit. And he's able to take the seed that has germinated and has begun to grow and then cause it to wilt away and not have a harvest. And there is a seed that germinates and grows and that it bears fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. We need to be aware again of all the factors that are involved as any farmer is that's going to sow seed. Be recognizing obstacles that are to be faced. But the desire of again of the sower is the scattering of the seed which is the Word of God. Many times we want to be the inspectors of the soil. We want to think that it's no benefit to scatter seed if it's not going to be the good soil. So we want to judge the heart of the soil before we scatter any seed. That's not what the parable talks about. It's not the lesson that God is trying to give us, get us to see as we go about that task. Satan has five key strategies that he uses to keep this word from becoming deeply implanted in our hearts. And if we don't, do not have that word implanted in our hearts, then there's no way that we can live a life that will overcome the obstacles that are there. Satan tries to take it away before it is even scattered or even sown along the way. He takes the seed away. We live in a world that basically has no real concept 
of the purity of God's Word. Most have not heard it, or if they've read it, they read it with commentaries off to the side, footnotes involved, cross-references that are given, that man is placed in there. And because it's been doctored along the way, there's no telling how many variations of the scriptures that are out there, not the word per se, but the additions that have been added unto it. Last count I saw, there were over 300 A lot of them bear the name of the person who had put the additions in there. Take careful note at times what you read. And because the word has been not given in its purity, the world does not believe that there is purity in the word of God. Absoluteness there that God expects from him or that scatters, and those who hear what has been said. There is affliction that comes our way. We have the understanding, and oftentimes it's given, that you become a Christian, and a lot of your problems will go away, will not have the problems you've had before. And that's not so. Satan has a tendency to send afflictions our way, the pressure of the circumstance, the anguish or the tribulation that can be financial, it can be physical, it can be mental, or emotional in nature. And the world sometimes perceive, I believe, of God almost being the genie. You rub the Bible the right way, and all of a sudden you have your wishes, and whatever they may be, they will come your way, health, wealth, and prosperity. And it does not happen that way, and then people become disillusioned. And because it's not sown in a heart that is wanting to have the purity, they will fall away. Persecution is another tactic that Satan uses. The pressure, the anguish, the trouble, or a situation in where people are used as the instrument of Satan. People will do the persecuting. They can do it in a variety of different ways. It may be unintentional in their part, but it can be very harmful as its impact or its reflection in our lives. And so because people are persecuted, because there's somebody that you've grown up with or somebody in the family, whatever else it is, who follows a different course, who believes that there is a purity of the Word of God. There is a simplicity to it that needs to be heeded to and followed. 
And that one is not free to pick and to choose. Then persecution comes. We live in a religious world that has basically told the world you are free to believe whatever it is that you want to believe. You are free to live however you wish to live. And no one has the right to correct you in light of what the Word of God teaches because you cannot really know that that's what it teaches. So the world, the religious world, will persecute those who believe in the purity of God's word, the simplicity of the gospel, and that the way of worshiping God, the way of serving God, the way of living for God is clearly spelled out within his word. There are many who want to serve God in this tactic of Satan, but he allows the cares of this world to choke out that seed. It's hard to live in this world and not to allow this world to have an influence in our life. Last I checked, is not an individual that I've encountered who does not believe that they need to eat and to drink and have a place to lay their head. And Satan knows that. So he chooses to use that. You cannot make it in this world unless you do certain things, unless you cut the corners, unless you work the overtime, whatever else it may be. You've got to do a lot of things, and if something's got to give, why not religion? After all, we need to eat, we need to drink, and we need to close ourselves. And Satan wins a lot of battles that way. Or the deceitfulness of riches. Choke out the word. Haven't seen, but I don't know how many bought in to Warren Buffett's offer. If you have the perfect bracket for the March Madness, He'll give you a million dollars for life. Well, see, he changed a few years ago. If anybody had the perfect bracket, he'd give them one billion dollars. If you're following any of that, you know all the brackets are busted anyway. But how many would buy into that? How many have? How many bought into the lottery system? Oh, you know, it goes for education, all the funds that they get. Really? All the state does is shorten the budget that they would give to education because they've got these other funds coming in. But that's not it. It's always that chance, that opportunity. 
How many received invitations in the mail? We got this key. Bring it down to the car dealer, and if it starts the car up, you've got it. That, just that chance, that opportunity, that's what Satan works on. It's just that possibility that you could have riches. The publishing house clearing stakes. You don't even have to mail them in any longer. Fill them out online. Just that possibility. The riches of this world choke out the word of God. The challenge is to live in this world, but not to be of the world. And the lust of the flesh, they're the tool that Satan uses. Look how many things are geared to appear to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life that Satan uses very effectively and drawing people away from God. Jesus was telling his disciples, you need to understand this parable. It will help you to understand the other parables that are given. You need to understand what the seed is. It is the Word of God. It is the Word of God in its purity. It has not been adulterated, has not been changed, has not been corrupted. There is the pure Word of God. And that is what to be sown. It's not telling individuals that your life can be better. It's not telling individuals that if you have an easy street, it's not telling individuals you have wealth untold, whatever else is sometimes used. All your problems will be solved. The purity of the gospel is saying that outside of Christ, you have no hope. It's only through the blood of Jesus that you have a hope, one of forgiveness of sins, to be remembered no more by God, and two, to have that hope of eternal life with God. A pleasant life here is not involved in that. Having family and friends who support you is not involved in that. There's a byproduct in there, yes. You gain a hundredfold, thirtyfold or sixtyfold, but you gain. There's no telling how rich the Christian really is in this world. I've got physical family scattered across the United States. But that pales in comparison to the spiritual family that I have around the world been blessed a hundredfold, a thousandfold. Those that care, those who pray, those who spend that time in being uplifted in prayer and uplift, or their uplifting names and prayers that God would be with them and watch over them and God would strengthen them, encourage them to be strong 
gain a hundredfold. Whatever I have in this world that's physical, it's all going to be left behind. Look what I gain in being a child of the living God. How can you compare what you have in heaven to anything that's here on this earth? There is no comparison. A hundredfold or thousandfold. That anticipation. All the promises that I have.